This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at Formula One from Bahrain and get ready for the supercars heading down to Tasmania. I hope you'll stay with us. First to Formula One, where Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc looked like he was going to have his first ever Formula One victory. However, it was snatched from him late in the race with a mechanical drama and Lewis Hamilton was able to come home in first place. Lewis Hamilton spoke to Formula One following the race. Obviously was not at uh, Charlotte today and um, you know he thoroughly deserved the win today. He did an exceptional job all weekend so you know really proud of him and I know it's a really tough experience to go through what he's going through but this he will learn. He's already so strong this weekend. He will bounce back, he will grow. This will be another layer to his um, his young greatness already, and you know I'm looking forward to many battles with him. Hopefully in the future. You talk about battles. You had a great one with Sebastian uh, today. How much did you enjoy that? Ah man, that's what I that's what I live for, dude. That's um, honestly that's I I pray that I have moments like that through my career. And if you look at all the races I've done in my life, or at least in Formula One. Considering we've done 200 plus whatever races, there's probably not been a huge amount of those kind of moments that you're alongside a world, a multiple world champion, and it's kind of decisive, win or lose. And, uh, so I, I love it. And naturally, when you come out in front, it feels even better than than it does if you lose position. But I'm just grateful that we got to have a battle. The young Ferrari driver Charles Leclerc was very optimistic in his view of what happened, as he told Formula One. It's like this, it's part of motorsport, sometimes it's just not your day and today it was not ours. Uh, we've had an issue with uh, yeah, electrical issue, I, I could not recover any more energy and uh, then we were just slow. Uh, so it's a shame today, but as all the team is disappointed, I am also. But on the other hand, they have gave me an amazing car all weekend long, and uh, this is all their credits. Uh, the car was easy to drive, all the race was good, until the issue, and as I've said, it happens in a, in a race, uh, but we took the best out of it anyway. First podium, obviously I'm not enjoying it as much as I wanted, but uh, it's life. Uh, it happens and we'll come back stronger. The championship standings after two rounds sees Valtteri Bottas on 44 points. Lewis Hamilton just one point behind now after his victory on the weekend with 43. And Max Verstappen, infant from Red Bull Racing, back in third position on 27 points. One point behind him, Charles Leclerc, and then a further four points behind Sebastian Vettel, who had a number of problems over the Bahrain weekend, which saw him fall down the order. For Australian Daniel Ricciardo, he had a mechanical gremlin at the exact same time as his teammate Nico Hülkenberg was having mechanical gremlins, both not finishing the second Grand Prix of the season, and for... Daniel Ricciardo, he's yet to finish a Grand Prix for Renault. The next event in the Formula One Championship is in China from the 12th to the 14th of April. The Supercar Series heads down to Tasmania this weekend with a number of the cars undergoing some changes since the Australian Grand Prix Championship round. Both the Fords and Holdens have had to increase the position of their weight in the vehicle to lift the centre of gravity, bringing it more in line with the Nissan. Brad Jones from Brad Jones Racing spoke about the changes and 
what center gravity is. So all the fuss around center of gravity is really a handling issue. So the lower the center of gravity, the better the car handles. The less weight moves around the vehicle, the less it works the tire and the better it hangs onto the road. Why Brad has center of gravity all of a sudden become an issue in supercars? The reason that it's a talking point now and it hasn't been in years gone past is because fundamentally these cars were all standard panels that came from the manufacturer. What's happened is nowadays we run a lot of composite panels on the car. The more composite material you have in the car, the more weight you can take out and the lower the centre of gravity goes. So when you've got a vehicle that's got really no standard parts on it and everything's made of composite, it gives you the ability to put the weight on the floor. All the vehicles run exactly the same weight, but the more composite stuff you can put in the top part of the car, the lower you can get the centre of gravity. So what now is being done by your team and others to correct the problem? So supercars sealed up a number of vehicles at the AGP took them off to Nissan and did a center of gravity test, came up with what they felt were the right results to even up the Nissan, the Commodore, and the Falcon as best they could. And so now what they've done, along with the homologation teams, is given us each a set weight that a manufacturer needs to run in the route. So with the Commodore, it's, uh, it's around seven kilos. I don't think it'll make a lot of difference at a place like Simmons Plains probably, I think somewhere like Phillip Island, fast, long, sweeping corners. I think you'll see a bit more of an impact at those places. It's really about trying to even up the cars through the build process. Things are changing pretty rapidly in supercars or have done over the last few years. And it's about trying to keep up with the way the cars are manufactured and keep them as even as possible. This weekend's event is at one of the heritage venues of the Virgin Australia Supercar Championship, Simmons Plains Raceway. Penrite Racing's Anton Di Pasquale continues to impress on and off the track. And off the back of a home event at the Grand Prix last time out, is hoping he can take another step forward to perhaps challenge for a win on the Apple Isle. Yeah, Tasmania is obviously one of our shorter tracks. Um, there's sort of one main sort of hairpin which sort of splits the track, very slow, uh, very tight, very, very, very tight. You're sort of always looking for more steering lock. Um, and that's one of a good spot to pass. And then obviously, if you don't get a good run out of there, you can also pass down at the uh, next corner, which is the second last one. So they're the two main ones, and I think the two only ones, unless someone makes a mistake. Um, yeah, the Commodore was good there last year. Um, I think most of the top spots were Commodores. So I personally didn't go that well, but we uh, will be looking to go pretty good this year. Day was pretty strong, so generally, you know, straight line speed. I think last year was a was a plus for the for the Commodore. Matt Stone Racing's Todd Hazelwood is off to a flying start this season. Behind the wheel of his ZB Commodore, the recent partnership with Triple Eight Racing is a key ingredient for his progress. I think the partnership with Triple Eight Race Engineering has showed for us, you know, we've been able to really step up our capability in the first two rounds. Even though we didn't qualify well at Grand Prix, we had fantastic race pace and good tyre life. And I think that's really going to pay dividends at Tasmania. I think in the past it's shown that the Triple Eight guys have been really fast there. So obviously going, going there this, this year with a car that we know is competitive, has good race pace, you know, I think if I can qualify well, I think we should have a really good crack at um, being inside that top ten, hopefully. 2018 was a really tough year for me, but also the team as well. So to, to bounce back strong Adelaide, first round in and to get a top 10 result straight away, 
you know, may have surprised a few people, but we, you know, we really put the hard work in behind the scenes and I was really hard on myself, both physically and mentally, to try and come back strong. So it was a great reward and, you know, in this game, you need confidence and, you know, you build off those sort of results. So it's, it's really showed to myself that I can do it and mix with those front guys and you know, I'd love to do more of it. For us to get inside that top 10 shootout in Adelaide was a pretty surreal moment. You know, I always thought I had the ability to do it, but until you've actually done it and said to yourself that you've pulled it off, it's a pretty special feeling. There's a lot of things I've done in racing, but never done a top 10 shootout. So that was pretty cool. And yeah, I think the reaction was, you know, everyone thought we put it on pole position. Yeah, everyone was so excited. And I think it just shows how much everyone wears their heart on their sleeve in this little workshop at Matt Stone Racing here. And, you know, it was a great reward for everyone. And to be mixing with those guys, you know, with the fastest Triple Eight um, qualifying car at that point, and to, you know, to then be racing against the guys of Wing Cup, who was in, right behind me in that hole of that first stint, was was pretty cool. You know, it doesn't get any tougher competition than that. So to yeah, to get up against those guys and, and show my ability to them, you know, and get my respect from my peers is a big thing. Been doing a lot of training um, in the lead up to Tasmania. Obviously, it's a short track; it's only 50 seconds long, but the you know, the gap between the field is absolutely smaller than any other event that we go to. So doing a lot of simulator work um, and trying to sharpen my skills, qualifying is going to be really important. So obviously trying to practice consistency, but trying to, you know, trying to do everything all in one lap, maxed out is uh, going to be important. The Tire Power Super Sprint kicks off this Friday at Simmons Plains. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.